At KeyBank, we understand what you need to run a middle market company. We bring a team of strategists and problem solvers to design and deliver solutions critical to your business's success. KeyBank offers industry expertise, investment banking and capital markets, payment automation, loans and lines of credit, plus equipment financing. Connect with your local KeyBank team. Learn more at key.com slash commercial. Welcome to the Grit Daily Startup. I'm your host, Sebastian Rusk, and this is a podcast about what goes on behind the scenes at startups. The good, the bad, and the gritty. Let's dive in. Matt, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Hey, it's great to have you here, man. I know uh, we tried to do this a couple of weeks ago in a coffee shop, and well, coffee shops aren't aren't always conducive for a podcast uh, uh, recording. So glad we were able to reconnect here. Excited to uh, to jump in and learn more about uh, about you and and what you built with your brand. Um, the show's about the world of startup. We love to talk about the good, the bad, the gritty. So I'm curious to learn what your experience has been in that space. But before we get into all that, let's back up a little bit, help our listeners better understand. A little bit more about you and your backstory and what really brought you to present day with what you're working on. Yeah, I mean, my family's got its roots in construction. So we've been doing uh, home building, construction, mainly masonry and concrete for four generations. I'm the fourth. So my first day on the job was nine years old. And my dad, or or the old man sometimes, as, as the crew called him, um, as a joke, uh, you know, I got there and he's like, hey, you got to pick up some trash. So that's that was the start. I grew in that field, in that industry. Um, and then eventually ended up taking over the business and then bringing the company uh, to Los Angeles um, and growing it there. So that that sure felt like a startup, even though we had a well-established family name and all that. Um, and then the the undercover contractor, which you you had mentioned before we started here, that that kind of happened on accident. So that was a serendipitous startup. That was a that was a a, a benefit or a beauty of 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 spending so much time doing something that is not. You know, I, I always joke that you probably had a more exciting childhood than I did because um, it was just construction and homeowners and meetings. Um, but there was a lot that was built off of that that I'm sure we'll get into here. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's talk about that. How did this all start? When did you first you, you, you've got, you know, you come from a contractor background. But when did you say, you know what, I think that I've got an idea that I want to run with. And of course, the undercover contractor concept was was born. Let, let's walk me through how all that came together. Yeah. So it started with trying to master things that were in front of me. You know, I started picking up trash and it was like, I want to be the best at that. And my dad would reward me. He'd be like, wow, you you know, he'd walk me around. First day I did it, he grabbed me and be like, did you pick up all the trash? I missed three things. on, And we did the whole job site. And he's like, not good enough. And I was like, whoa, like somebody really cares about these menial things. And so that was a through line in my entire life. So I'm laying brick, I'm mixing mortar. My dad would come over my first batch. He'd be like, whoa, not good enough. Throw it away. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like too much water. So I learned that you had to be great at things no matter what they were. It didn't matter. When I was bagging groceries in the winters because we didn't have a ton of work, I was doing it in a way where it was like my dad was going to come over and check it. So I had that mentality and that was really important. And uh, you know, bringing the construction company out was that same mentality to LA. I was like, I got to do the best, even if it's a small job, even if it, nobody's going to see it. Um, and then the undercover contractor was was really a little bit of an accident. I was helping homeowners that had been screwed over by contractors. And um, and one, one of my clients was in the TV world. And he's like, you ever think about doing TV? I'm like, no. And he's like, 
well, I think you have something here. So it, it kind of unfolded. And right now we're signed with a, a, a manager and agent and we're, we're bringing a TV show out. We've got a book um, that I'm, I'm finalizing and stuff, but it was just, it was, I had been over when, when it came time to do the book to give perspective and clarity, I had been over 5,000 one-on-one homeowner appointments by the age of 30, which is pathetic when you say it, right? But yeah. it was built off of just doing something, being really narrowly focused and trying to be the best at that one thing or two things that I was doing. And then later in life around, you know, 27, 28, 29, I started to see these things really start to open up because it was like, wow, nobody spent this much time doing this one thing. Usually they'll ascend up, you know, nobody's doing that that often. Sure. Absolutely. So the TV deal, that's huge, man. I mean, you're in LA, you said? Yes, correct. I mean, it doesn't really matter where you're at. It's still hard to get a TV deal. How did that whole thing come about? Same concept. You know, I always try and it was a client that had been screwed over by a contractor. And I was just went into this whole thing about what he did, what are his rights, how he can handle this. And, and I helped him. And, you know, he was like, wow, this, this could be like, almost like a show. Like you're, you don't, he's like, you look like a finance guy, not a contractor. I was like, thanks. You know, I get that a lot. Um, I die the grace. Um, no, but, um, and, and so as I helped him, he was like, wow, you, you know, so much. And, and it expanded. And then he was like, Hey, talk to so-and-so. And at the time I was doing a lot of things that I just enjoyed. So I had started a podcast. Cause I was like, how cool would it be to interview a, a plumber an electrician, a, a fence company and have them basically tell you how they would avoid getting scammed. So it was from the perspective of like, what are the scams I see in my industry? So I, I started this podcast. I had the book, uh, basically teaching homeowners how to find vet hire and manage contractors. Um, and I was like, I just want to impart this knowledge that I thought was fun in the world. It wasn't like, I'm going to monetize this or have a big business, or I'm going to have an eight figure brand. You know, it was like, I really like this. Sure. You enjoyed the process. hundred percent. Every moment. So when's the show start shooting? Well, we're going to see we're, we're, we're getting some of the things finalized now. Um, and going to the, to hopefully to some, uh, some networks. We're not sure, you know, a lot of that stuff is still, still unfolding, but there's a lot of, put it this way. There's a lot of momentum. In, in what we're building. And, uh, and I'm very excited about it. Sounds like it. Sounds like it. When, when it comes to the world of startup, what do you say? What would you say the worst part of the startup process is? The hardest part of the startup process that I can say, and, and remember my, my, my background's in construction. I remember coming home, hands cut, soaking wet, covered in mud. And I lost money on a job. I'm losing 10 grand, 15 grand, right? I'm young, real young at this point, you know, in, in college. And I'm like, I'm, I'm miserable. Right. And you got to go back the next day and you got to finish this job. And there's this moment where it's, it's so lonely because, you know, I had a, I had a girlfriend at the time. She didn't believe in me. Right. Everyone's looking at me like you're muddy, you're dirty, you're dumb. You're doing this thing. You're not paying attention. You should have paid more attention in school. Right. And, and I had to go to bed and believe in myself enough to get up and do it again the next day. I had to just know there's the, the inner knowing and in a startup is so hard because you don't always have the supporting data. And that's what was killer for me was, was the fact that like the, the circumstances didn't always point to what I believed was possible, even though I believed it. Like, if you looked at me, like he's got this much in the bank account, he does this for work. This is education. Yeah. He's probably statistics don't work in my favor, but I had this inner knowing and that's the startup grind. I think is even when things are, are on the down and out, if you truly believe and you have to be the one to believe. Yeah, absolutely. And that inner knowing you said, I, I just had a conversation before this interview with somebody and they, they said, uh, how did you know you wanted to, to, to 
specialize in podcasting. And I'm like, I just knew. Like, I just knew. And the outside noise was nobody wants a podcast. Podcasts aren't anywhere. Nobody's going to do anything with a podcast. Yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, I don't care what the noise is all about because that, again, that inner knowing, I've never had it explained that way, but that's exactly right to take you a long way. Cause if you believe it, other people start to believe it. And that's, I mean, that's the core of it, right? hundred percent. So to the, to the complete opposite of that, what do you say? What would you say the best part of the startup process is outside of funding and exiting? Outer knowing <laughs> when people start <laughs> to see when you finally go from the inner knowing of, I know this and I have no data. I got no money, but I got heart. You know, I'd be in a truck. I remember driving home one day and my truck broke down. I'm like, this thing can't get any worse. And I'm on the side of the road. It's raining. Right. And I'm like, yeah. oh, actually, I was wrong. Right. So that's that's the inner knowing. And the outer knowing is like, oh, I got a couple bucks. I got some things going. The business is well respected. You know, I'm, I'm working on for me. It was like when my construction company, I was working on some of the celebrities that I watched on TV. And I was like, ah, you know, full circle on this one. Um, <laughs> and it just yeah. felt it felt good. And that was that that outer knowing. But um, I mean, I guess I've never put it this way. I've never had anybody ask questions back to back where it's like, well, that's that correlates. But that's that's the part that felt great when when the rest of the world starts to acknowledge what you knew when when they go, Sebastian, you know what? Dude, you host a kick-ass podcast. You yeah. know what I mean? And you're like, oh man, like I knew that, but thank you, right? Like sure. I sure. knew this was possible. We need to hear it though. We need to hear it because yeah. we, we can sit there and encourage ourselves all day long, which is a challenge in and of itself. But when we start to to get that feedback from people outside, we know what you know to confirm that we're on the right track. It's just that much better. Uh, what, what would you say the grittiest part of the startup process is? Ah, oh, the grittiest part I think is is making the tough decisions. You got to make tough decisions quickly. And what what I mean by that is is you got to protect you got to protect the the nest, not necessarily every egg. And then what I mean by that is sometimes things have to go. You might have a bad egg, and I don't know what that egg is. It could be a bad product. It could be a bad person on your team. It could be a bad client. And you have to always look at the nest, the 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 whole structure. And I'm always talking about that. I'm like, how can we, you know, I'm, I make decisions for the team as a whole. And if this one circumstance is a threat to my entire operation, it's a problem. And I think that's where it took me a lot of years of making that mistake and trying to look the other way. Because a lot of times the confrontation means conflict, means I got to fire somebody. I need to handle a client that might sue me or might not pay me. I need to let go of a product line and tell three or five or 10 or a hundred people on my team that look, we spent this money, but it isn't going to work. And here's why. So that's, I think one of the most grittiest parts is you, you almost have to become this, you have to be able to wear different hats. I think, you know, like I got the fun, Matt, he's a jet, you know, I love to have fun and, and be a good, good, you know, have a good time. And then there's moments where I'm like, all right, th this is, we have to handle this and it will be handled in the next hour. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Being able to make sure that, uh, you know, you're, you're inspecting what you expect, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, we're, we're just kicking off 2023 is the time we're uh, recording this episode here. What, what would you say uh, you, you guys are most excited about for 2023 outside the, 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 the reality show, which is extremely exciting? Um, you know, I think for, for me, we're also uh, I also have a company called The Contractor Consultants that I co-founded. Um, we're teaching contractors how to find and hire talent. Super excited about that because that was the reason I didn't see my dad growing up much. I don't think, he, you know, that was one area of business he struggled with was how to build teams and find them. Um, so I'm really excited about the work there. I just got back from World of Concrete, and uh, believe it or not, I was a I was a judge. I judged one of the competitions. So 13 years ago, I was a competitor in my high school. So now it's like that full circle for me. So being more involved in organizations, getting more involved in trade associations, and talking to students that are you know going to trade schools and maybe hearing the noise that they have to go to college, um, and and having some input as to what my path, which was 
you know, very non-traditional. So um, just just having the resources to do stuff like this um, and and not not have so much going on in the background that I can't be present. Sure. Absolutely. Well, dude, it's been great to learn more about you and what you know what you built here, what you guys are up to. I really appreciate your time coming to hang out with us for a few minutes here on the Great Daily Startup Show. And any final thoughts for our listeners? Never give up. Yeah, let's go. I love that. I mean, that's the best way to take us out here. Never give up because if you give up, you just don't know, right? That's it. Thanks. Well, again. Can you go ahead? Sorry. Can you? One thing I've been toying with lately, and maybe it's an interesting concept, is can you live with the downside? Meaning if you have a decision where it's like, I'm going to make this investment, you look at the upside downside. It's like, if I make this investment and I lose all my money, can I live with the downside? If the answer is yes. And the upside is it transforms my company, my business. I've been toying a lot with that. It came from a client of mine, actually. And he was talking about how to make these decisions. He's got a multi-billion dollar company. And I asked him for a couple nuggets. And one of them is he's like, if you can live with the downside and the upside is exponential and somewhat likely... That's how I've done well in my career. So just something I've been toying with, just started using it, um, but but a little thought there. Love it, man. Love it. Thanks again for your time, man. We'll have to have you back on the show sometime, get an update on that TV show. Thanks. Thanks, Matt. Until next time, friends. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Grit Daily Startup. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you consume podcasts. This way you'll get updates as new episodes become available. This podcast is brought to you by GritDaily.com, the premier startup news hub. More information at GritDaily.com. Once again, I'm your host, Sebastian Rusk. Until next time, friends. Head into your local Safeway for great spring savings throughout the store. This week at Safeway, get yellow peaches or nectarines for the member price of $1.88 per pound. Also this week at Safeway, value packs of Signature Farms chicken drumsticks, thighs, leg quarters, or picnic packs are buy one, get one free. Plus, get value packs of USDA choice boneless beef top sirloin steak for the member price of $4.99 per pound. Visit Safeway.com, download the Safeway for You app, or head in store to find more great deals at Safeway.